This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. He's parenting at the moment, but he will be coming into the office a bit later on. He's not shirking. Uh, a big shout out to Jay. Uh, however, joining me is Joe River. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ian. And also we've got, for the final time, as a, an official sports desk operative on the Liverpool Echo. Might not be the final time on the pod. No, I never said it yeah. was the final time on the pod. You I said might the be final time as a sports desk operative, if you listen to my words, Joe Rimmer. It's Christian Walsh. Hi, Christian. Hello, Ian. Is this How an emo- are you? I'm okay. Thank you for asking. Joe didn't. Um, I don't care. It, is this an emotional day for you? It is. It really is. Are I- you tired and emotional? Yeah. As the song goes, I'm tired and I want to go... Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. we'll just end not, not, no, yeah, not, not that aside. No, no, no. now, um, but yes, I'm very emotional. I'll uh, I'll bite me, me fist and get through this <laughs> 45 minutes, just like so. No change to any other day, then, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Christian, myself, and yourself. I'm pretty sure it's not the right grammar, but never mind. Um, we're both at Manchester City against Liverpool last night. We watched Liverpool slump to their first defeat of the season. I say slump, yeah, it wasn't really harsh. much of a slump, was it? a bit harsh. Uh, lost 2 1. Uh, that's 21 games 20 games they've gone unbeaten 21st turtle they've fallen over but uh, on the plus side they're still four points clear and I think the plus side is something that some Liverpool fans have been unable to really focus on uh, uh, certainly this morning and last night we'll come to that a bit later on but just your thoughts on the game in general it was a fantastic game of football it wasn't necessarily the crispest crispest, cleanest, you know, most clinical game you'll ever see. There was a lot of mistakes, but I think that's because the two teams were forcing each other into those mistakes. Some of the technical ability on display was amazing. You know, Sane in, in tight spaces was controlling it. You know, players like Salari was picking the ball out from, from you know, high in the in the air and, and letting it drop onto his toe. Just some fantastic uh, football on show. I think it went as well as Liverpool could have hoped for if they lost, if, if that makes sense. I think... Liverpool could have run the risk there of either going to Manchester City and a charged, fired-up City winning 3-0, 4-0, which was always unlikely with this Liverpool team. But, you know, stranger things have happened and City are capable of doing that to teams. That didn't happen. They also could have been hit with a, a sucker punch, you know, a, a real, you know, punch the gut last-minute winner, for example, um, which can, you know, completely knock... We saw what happened to Everton when that happened to them against Liverpool. That can knock your season off kilter. That didn't happen either. What happened was two very good teams, two of the best in Europe in my mind, and certainly the two best in England going toe-to-toe. And it's a cliche because it's been written so many times, but the finest of fine margins decided it. So Liverpool leave the Etihad pointless, but still four points clear. And I think the celebrations at the end for Man City make you realise just how feared Liverpool are this season. Joe, do you concur with that assessment? This was perhaps the best possible defeat Liverpool could have had the the manner of it and the fact that you know as Christian said what was it one point one two centimeters, you know and and that's how close it was to being over the line that chance in the first half and you know to be honest as I think I, I was speaking to somebody in the press box it could have been like a mile not in it's not in so yep. but it's just an example of you know the fact that City as, as Christian said they were celebrating hard at the at the final whistle as though they'd like won a a big tie but there's still seventeen games to go. Absolutely, I think Christian is absolutely spot on. I think this morning if Klopp and his players are sitting down and, and watching the tapes back and they take away the emotion and the disappointment, hopefully they'll look at that game and say, if we play that at Brighton, we'll win. If we play like that against Palace, we'll win. If we play like that against Leicester, we'll win. And, that, and that's what they've got to do. In fact, I think if they play like that against, against everybody, against everybody yeah. they, will, they will win and they'll win the league. And it was a tough defeat to take, but it was certainly a game of... One Liverpool reporter summed it up quite well: a game of fine margins, naming no names. And um, I think, I think it was. I think on another day, it was you. Oh, sorry, you said yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, um, I think it was. It, it, you know, there's so many little moments in that game. A red for company, perhaps. On other days, you'd see that saying given how that ball didn't hit Salah from Stones. Never mind crossing the line before. And um, so, yeah. You know, I think it's funny because before the game, a lot of people were saying it's okay if we lose. There's still four points ahead, and people were almost comforting themselves with that. But then afterwards, forgot forgot all about it. And that's just that's yeah, that's that's, 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 that's perfectly that's natural, though, yeah. isn't it? I mean, the, the, in the cold light today, 
I mean, I, I've said this numerous times now. At the start of December, I was asked about Liverpool and asked how this, the month would go. And I said, look, if they're within two points of Man City, go into the Etihad, which you would assume that that would be a difficult game which they could lose, so they'd be five points behind. But instead, they were seven points ahead. Now they're still four points yeah. ahead. Yeah. If, if Liverpool had gone to City and won last night to go four points behind, oh. we'd all be sitting there this morning going like, ah, oh, the title race is on. We're, we're well in this. And we'd be that's exactly happy. what City are doing. Though, yeah, and that's, yeah. And, that's what, and, and I think to... To be four points ahead at this stage with, look at, look at the calendar for the next month and I know you shouldn't count your chickens but the way Liverpool have played this year it fills me with confidence that they can go on and and just click back into life and, and, and carry on as if nothing's happened. So yeah, I, plenty to be positive about and it was a great game of football and you can take a bit of comfort from that. Yeah, it was a good game, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. I think you know me and Christine were there and you, you could tell. I mean, okay, the atmosphere... During the build-up to the game, inside the stadium wasn't particularly great, but then about two or three minutes before it started, you could tell that the City fans were up for it. It was a packed house. Yeah, and you were uh, slagging them off before, yeah, but yeah, then they did. Yeah. They did, they did yeah, yeah, to be fair, they did. They, and did they, they, they stayed like that throughout, and the way that the game went helped the atmosphere as well, because you know City get ahead, you know they've one or two scrapes for them, and then Liverpool get the equaliser, and suddenly it's game on, City score again. And then at the end, City are, City are hanging on, I think... Liverpool fans who are getting a bit upset about it all have to bear in mind that you know the last ten minutes. Look at the scrambles that was yeah. going that were going. I know City got chances on the counter attack, but City, just throw, yeah. City, City were throwing yeah. everybody in front of the ball to try and, and keep was, it out. It was a very un-City like win. I think some other journalists, national journalists, have been saying that today. That whereas you know City have been knocking teams over left, right, and centre. Look at what they did to, for example, Manchester United at home. Um, here, this was a bit of a different. Style and I think did Liverpool have more possession than City? I think that's right. I think, I think, yeah, that's, right. I think that's right. I think it was very yeah, close. Fifty-one to forty-nine. Yeah, yeah. like so that. when was very the last time Man City had a game yeah. where they didn't have all, more more of the ball than the, than the other team? It was nice to see the show on the other foot for once, wasn't it? In the sense that City had this emotional victory over Liverpool with the crowd up for it at home. How many times have we seen Liverpool beat City at, at Anfield in the past few years where the crowd have been up for it? But ultimately. It's been nothing in terms yeah. of league mm. league wins, has it? So it's nice to see that City treating Liverpool like they were City, if that no, makes sense. That's how the tactics went as well, a little yeah. bit as well, wasn't there? We'll get on to Liverpool tactics in a bit, because I'm sure we'll have a lot to say, certainly about the midfield. But City played like Liverpool would play against City. Yeah, and I think that just shows you the standing that Liverpool have now. And yeah. I think also to use that comparison, it shows you how serious Liverpool are in this title race, because... We remember Liverpool four, Manchester City three. Now I think Manchester, you know, in terms of there was a big distance between those two sides at that point last season. I think the gap is far closer this season, both in terms of points and and personnel and, and ability. But it, it felt like a scalp when Liverpool beat Manchester City, and the way Manchester City celebrated yesterday, that felt like a scalp for them. Well, it is. You got to bear in mind that that was Liverpool's first defeat this season. Exactly. So no matter who, no matter who got it, if, because it, you know, as much as people were saying, oh, I think the whole season unbeaten, that was never going to happen. Uh, Whoever got it would celebrate. It just happened that it happened to be the best team in the league last year and one of the best, as you said, one of the best two teams in the league this year, potentially in Europe as well. Fancy that. You know, yeah. it, you know it happens. And, and, and ultimately for Liverpool, Manchester, the, the, the level that Manchester City had to raise their game to beat Liverpool by the finest of margins should, and this is why I say it was the best way to, to lose if they were going to lose, Jan Klopp should be going back to Liverpool and saying to all of his players, they had to play like that was a European semi-final. Yeah. They had to play in the same way Liverpool had to play against Roma or against Man City in the in the quarter-final. Well, Guardiola so, said afterwards that was basically a cup final for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, twofold that. Number one, can City raise their game? Well, they don't have to raise their game against other teams and that that's a crucial part, but can they raise it against teams like Tottenham and Chelsea and Arsenal when that's coming up? We don't know. Number two, Liverpool are not going to, even if Brighton raise their game to, to get Liverpool's scalp, they can't play at that level. Absolutely no problem. Liverpool can deal with Brighton when they raise their game. There's only a handful of games now where if the opposition raise their game to the optimum level, they will be, they could possibly be beaten. So, you know, things are still looking very, very bright because it took Manchester City, one of the top three, four teams in Europe, to raise their game to 100% optimum level and they still only just got away with the victory. Joe? Yeah, we've, um, let's face it, we've seen City falter against sides like Leicester and, and Palace who, who wasn't they haven't playing, raised who, their game. Who wasn't they, playing in those games for Manchester City? Fernandinho? Yeah. He was very, 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 very good. Very and, good and Bernardo Silva, I think, is a phenomenal player. Um, I, I, I just it is a point with David Silva. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a little bit older now, isn't he? Is, you, you, you can only have one silver, I think. But I, I, honestly, jokes aside, I, Bernardo Silva, I think, is a phenomenal player. I really, really like watching him. I thought the, the shift he put in last night, as well as his ability on the ball, just a fantastic player. Has that made and it so... Got, that, that's sorry, it, they've got some good players on I was going to say thought that, eh? <laughs> uh, But Kevin De Bruyne didn't even get on. Do you, th- do you feel as though that hasn't affected City as much as you may have thought? Because while he is, was quite clearly their best player last season... The actual gap between the best player and the next best player in that position is so minimal, as Joe just pointed out. You know, Bernardo Silva was playing in that position. And I know they've tinkered with the formation a bit, so it's now Fernandinho sitting by himself and Aguero's up front and the rest of them play across the... What do you think? Yeah, it's not like... OK, let's use the comparison. Let's say De Bruyne is, is Manchester City's best player and they've got Silva. It's not like Van Dijk being out and then Matip comes in. You know yeah. they, they, yeah. that is that's that's the level where Liverpool are still trying to aspire to, I suppose. But you know it's working for, for Liverpool at the moment in general. I actually was disappointed to see De Bruyne not play. Um, I thought he, if he started them, he would have been a little bit cold. Mm. You could have been caused. When I've seen him so far this season, um, albeit you know I haven't got a season ticket at the SCI, you'll be surprised to, to hear. Um, I did wonder why you were sat in the away end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, I, I, when I've looked at De Bruyne, he's obviously, look, his class is, is undoubted, but he's looked a little bit sluggish, a little bit yeah. slow, not quite got that diamond, I can't even say that, dynamism. Dynamism. Um, familiarity. That, familiarity, <laughs> there we go, <laughs> okay. the last one, there we go. Um, he hasn't got that at the moment because of the nature of his injury. And I also think it would have given Guardiola a bit of a dilemma in terms of, well, when do I play him, how do I play him, what what style of football do we play? So I was a little bit disappointed to, to see him not, not start, but... Yeah, that just goes to show you what Liverpool are up against and it just goes to put it into context that the four points ahead of a team who've got an embarrassment of riches. I mean, the three substitutions they made, you know, they're bringing on Nicolas Otamendi. I know he's been seen as a bit of a joke, but, you know, you've got Vincent Company there who's, who's poured his heart and soul out on that pitch for 85 minutes and then you bring on a full Argentine international. Well, yeah. Brilliant, well the, done. Their bench was phenomenal last yeah. night. You look at the, the players on it. and So was Liverpool, 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 to be fair, yeah. Liverpool but, are getting close, aren't yeah. they? But they've still got a, a way to go before they can... Match City's squad, so so fair play. You know that, that this team is is putting a wonderful shift this year, and and people forget about that. And I think I don't want to give him too much credit because I've already given him a bit of credit for his his piece. But I did think Doyle his tweet last night it was a little bit out of character for you and Doyle. I, I thought you tweet last night after the game. Oh, the so, tweet, the tweet. But it but it but it was what was needed to be said. You know, I, I think people. People get emotional after defeats, and you can understand that. But let's not lose sight of what has been a fantastic season, and some fantastic performances from players. and And it it, it does wind me up when you see people go berserk after losing two one to Manchester City. Well, the Liverpool supporters who I know, we're, we're, I was speaking to after the game, and they were like, "Upbeat." They were like, "Is that yeah. it?" Basically, that's what they were saying. They were like, "Going so that's it. That's City. That's that's their absolute best." And they only just managed to to, to beat Liverpool. And and now Liverpool don't have to play Man City again this I, season I, in the league. I, I, I don't want to say this into a you know a match goer versus non match goer or then internet don't. fan. No no then no 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 I'm not I'm not. But, but what I'm saying but is that the really, vibe around really. the stadium amongst the away supporters was very much a, a defiance. <clears throat> Liverpool are still four points clear, and yes, Manchester City just gave it as much as they've got, and they still couldn't. Okay, they beat them, but they, they didn't they didn't mortally wound them. So you know it's. Teams there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of rational yeah. there's a lot of rational on social media. It's just and, and the problem is that the lunatics obviously you notice them more because they get retweeted and, and yeah. get brought yeah. to your attention. They you use most swear words as well on social media. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a bit like Rocky One, wasn't it? I mean, they lost. On yeah, it was points. exactly. It was exactly it was like the, Rocky One, the, wasn't it? Yeah. They lost on points, but the moral victory. <laughs> no, but but so you're saying in, that the in, second in the half of the season is like Rocky yeah, too. It, so there's the going to win. And you both going to like fall I've on never the floor. Seen Rocky you, too. What? No, no, I'm not going to ruin the end no. of you. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've never seen Rocky too. No, I, I don't. You watched the don't. first Rocky and Force. I know. I'm not going to watch the second one. <laughs> I'm not. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't really like sports films. I it's not I don't sports. Think it's really sports though, is it? It's art. What Rocky is? Yeah, it's art. It's, it's, it's Rocky, one, Rocky One, it's is, there Rocky one, one is, of the most overrated films of all time. No, the first Rocky's good. It's, it's underrated. Okay. It's underrated. Ro- I think Rocky Five's underrated. Rocky Five. Yeah, I think it's so bad. It's good. Tommy Morrison. No, the new sort of. No, he's, no. he's quite old. No, no. This this is the last is that one. Rocky Six. Or just no, Rocky? no. You're thinking of Rocky Balboa. That was yeah, good Rocky when Balboa, he came yeah, back. That's yeah, about sorry. ten, twelve years ago, wasn't it? When he admitted, I can't really do the fight anymore, so he became a trainer. But then we have Creed as well. With it's only the bomber Bellew. I haven't watched. That I haven't seen Creed. Films. To be fair, have you seen it? No. 
Apparently, we're going off greed topic. Greed and greed. No, we're not actually, because this is the kind of thing that our listeners want to listen to. Because we've gone away from Christian about to, you know, say something about people who go to games. Nasty. Yeah. So, so you say you no, call no, them lunatics. No, 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 no. All I'm saying, and it, I just think that emotions run high, and it's very easy to vent on on a on, when your phone's in your hands and you you just want to vent. I think it's very easy to do that. I think. A lot of more. I'm not saying that you're not reasoned. If, if, if you, you were fuming last night, I think look, football is an irrational game. Look, it's People, all right to be upset. Of course it is, but it doesn't it, mean that you basically then take pictures of yourself putting a lighter to Dejan Lovren's kit and then say and somebody else saying that you may as well die. But they're just kids, aren't they? They're not all kids. No, old. but they're not kids. That's the whole point. Some of them, if they were kids, you wouldn't mind so much. Cause then, they, but, but, but they'd never think to do that. They're, they're lunatics, though, aren't they? I just, they're when, just when, like, to be honest, we, as a kid, as a kid, when you were watching a football game, you went to a Liverpool game. I watched it on telly and I don't know let's say he was young when you were watching it Stan Collymore does something and he misses you didn't automatically think I need to tell somebody right now that Stan Collymore needs to die no. but don't, that's, 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 so, that's, that's social, social media. media and that's this being able to say things where when you don't have mean to suffer them? the consequences and, and you don't, don't mean them, need them. It's, it's like you want to say it so that people retweet it and people you get some attention but really you don't mean it do you I, I, some of these people do though I don't think they do I, 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 think think, they I don't think do. they even understand what they're saying to be perfectly honest half the time it's okay to be upset after your team loses if you're not yeah, upset after your team loses then there's something wrong yeah. however there's ways and means of doing it yeah. and we're going to come in a bit to some of the actual critical analysis of the game which is nothing wrong with criticising t- players either or teams or managers from their decisions and we're going to do that in a minute but there's, there's still four points clear and I understand they could have been ten but there's still four. how can you how can you lose your mind that much when there's still four points clear in the, in the title race yes they could have been ten when when is the Premier League maybe maybe City last okay. season coloured everything when's the Premier League ever been easy to win like <laughs> yeah. that yeah, yeah. How, when why Leicester won yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that was funny yeah. um, you said how can they be losing their minds the reason is is because you know as Joe likes to tell me quite often I am old so I have seen what it takes for Liverpool to win the title and while it may have been 29, 30 years ago whatever didn't win every game to win it you know even when they won it in, in, in 1988 when they were miles ahead they still were never like absolutely enormous strides and then they got beat by by Everton and okay I know you know that was a different completely different example because Liverpool were a team who got used to winning the leagues but this Liverpool team can't and Jurgen Klopp said that the reason everybody's getting so wound up about it is because they're basically they're scared the scared of the fact that oh no, this yeah, Liverpool, happening again. Yeah, yeah. This Liverpool team lost the Champions League final. Let's forget the fact that they got to the Champions League final. This Liverpool team four years ago, five years ago, were in the, this this championship chase, which they were never in a position that they're in now. They were never as clear as they are now. Certainly not at this point because they got beat two one at Manchester City over Christmas that year. And were, while they were top top of Christmas, a couple of days later they were down to fifth because it was so close. It is difficult. I, I think as I was born. In '88, so a year I was a year and a half old when Liverpool won their last league title. So I find it very difficult to imagine what it takes for Liverpool to win a title. And I still, even if Liverpool had gone ten points clear last night, I'd have still been sitting here today thinking, "Oh, I'm not going to say that they've won it. I'm not going to say that." I'd still, I still have this part of me that doubts that they can do it. Over it's the very full rare season. for a team to go to the end of the season by winning something like seven, eight, nine games in a row to win the league. It's very rare that it happens. I think it, it happened with Liverpool in 1986. Mm. Happened with Arsenal in 2002. I think it was. Happened with United one of the years. But all the other, all the times, they get into a position, and then the other teams around them start to stumble as well. Look yeah. at Liverpool in, in 2014. That's how City. I remember. I remember. Uh, Pellegrini no, he's the manager isn't he I always get these confused was, yeah. yeah Pellegrini was the manager and when they got beat 3-2 at Anfield and I think Liverpool had another three or four games after that it was four wasn't four. it because to play no, it was yeah. 34 yeah. points yeah, yeah, it was right. 34 games yeah. after that so he, he said that and then he, he came out and he says look if Liverpool win the league they'll have won 14 games in a row and good luck to them because they'll have deserved it and he's old and he, he knew that like you yeah he's he knew that it probably wasn't going to happen. Or maybe he was putting a little bit of pressure on them at the time, but he knew that there was going to be a time where you cannot win all of those games in a row unless you're an unbelievable team. And even the best teams then falter a little bit. And it's what your rivals also do. Liverpool yeah, did it when they qualify for the Champions League under Klopp for the first time. I think did they win something like seven out of the last eight or they won the last five and Arsenal didn't slip up and and it went down to the last well, day. It, yeah, yeah. But Liverpool just kept on winning. Yeah. And Look at Chelsea. Chelsea. I'm talking about processions here. I think Chelsea won the league with Antonio Conte. I think they got 95 points. They still needed like 
a collapse from Tottenham like two games before before they won it West Brom with with two games to spare yeah. like like with 95 points so it's this this note I think City's just this coloured everything where they could have won the league at Old Trafford in March last season yeah. which is just mm. ludicrous but in general it's it's not easy to win a Premier yeah. League title especially when you haven't won one in 29 years and look the pressure's still on City isn't it that Liverpool are four points ahead Liverpool could technically still lose a game well, well, it's not technically. Well, it's they not actually technically, sorry, genuinely yeah. could. Yeah, I, I, they could I mean, draw two if they, games, if they, but if then both they lose teams win every other game between yeah. now and the end of the season. City lose one game. Liverpool still win it by a point. I don't know. I've lost my maths, but you know what I mean. And, and the pressure's still on City. They're the ones that really can't slip up. But then there's also Tottenham. Let's not forget Tottenham well, as much as Tottenham, I know. And I know as much as I'd like to forget Tottenham. Um, they're still in it. That'll be a Six great. Points. That'll be a great mm, result yeah. for them. But then Tottenham have got to contend with the fact they have to go to Manchester City and they have to go to Liverpool yeah. and if they win both those games to win the league then fair play exactly. yeah. I think whoever wins the league and we are in this position because if Liverpool win the league from here then you go do you know what you had that brilliant run in December and you've, you've you had a bit of a stumble well, not even a stumble you've lost the game but you then got yeah. back and you, you saw so they, if Manchester City do it then it's well you're seven points behind you had a terrible Christmas and you've won from behind well done you've won in a way Guardiola hasn't won before and if Tottenham win it yeah they've won at Anfield and they've, they've won at um, the Etihad you'd imagine it's you know what's worse losing at Man City or losing at home to Wolves and losing at home to Crystal Palace <laughs> that's it isn't it you think I will think back to 08 09 and when they went they lost two games that season didn't they one of them was away at Middlesbrough who got relegated 2-0 yeah. And it and it was Skirt a real, right really back. poor game. Yeah. And you think if Liverpool threw in a performance like that now, we'd all be so concerned. But it didn't they just got back on with it, didn't they? And carried on winning games and came very close to winning the league. I, I, sorry, I, I, I still think City or Tottenham because I saw enough from that Liverpool performance because and I'm sure we'll move on to this a little bit in a bit, but it's gonna ultimately come down to whoever beats the best of the rest. I think I think it's still down to if Liverpool can get 50, 13 or 15 points out of the next five, for example. But I still think after what I saw yesterday, I've got no reason to believe that it's going to take Man City or Tottenham to have a half season like Liverpool have just yeah. had to yeah. take over what, Liverpool. What yeah. we say Liverpool's hardest games to come then? I know I, the two that I think are going to be the hardest by far, Everton away and Man United away. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're the two. And they're the two sides I mean, that would dearly love Everton especially Everton, yeah, Everton yeah. If, if Liverpool if they've got a chance to dent Liverpool's title hopes in They'd that just game throw everything into my it. god like yeah. that is that will be their cup final like unbelievably so and you look what, you have a look at what Tottenham did at Everton they caught them on a very you know bad day for Everton that's why the league table can lie Mm. That's right. What people say because you play teams at different times and different mentalities. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Okay, we'll talk about then the criticism that we would give to Jurgen Klopp, some of his players, because while we are upbeat at a defeat, there were some players who weren't particularly great, and there were some tactics that perhaps Jurgen Klopp, if you thought about it again, might want to change. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll start with Jaden Lovren then. Lovren, you know, 2018, he was. Let's be quite honest. Justified in his statements where he said that he was amongst the best defenders amongst in the world. The best, he never said he was. He never ever said he was the best. He said he was amongst. And in fact, he did that thing with the, was it Copper ninety or something where he he got asked about this. He says I never said that was the best. Said it was in the top five it, or something. It drives like that. me mad that yeah. because that is again social media. Just but it's not lying, just to be it? fair. It's not social media. That is just but even that, before social media. That's just people. Yeah, that's people. Well, that's Chinese, that's whispers, Chinese whispers. whispers yeah. And what was considered. A, you know what didn't really happen is now considered fact. That's that's what happens. That's yeah. that's happened time in memorial that kind of thing. If you ask ten people, nine out of ten people will say he said he was the best yeah. defender in the world. And then say, okay, well, show me the quote, and then yeah. they'd be like, oh, I can't it's, find it's, it. It's like the Jordan Pickford one, isn't it? He never said. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never yeah. make a mistake like Alice, and he yeah. didn't. He didn't say that. And you know, casting no aspersions over you know headline races or anything, but they they've put headline a race, slightly. Okay. Slightly naughty headline on it, and slightly. it's been shared. <laughs> slightly, yes. And, yeah. and and there we go. Pickford said it when he actually. Why did would it. A, why would a goalkeeper ever say, "I'm never going to make any mistakes"? That's <laughs> the one guarantee from a goalkeeper: is you're going to concede goals and you're going to make mistakes. But yeah. on on that same point, on on Lovren, you know, why would he in a mix zone stop by journalists and he gets asked the question, "Can Liverpool go the season unbeaten?" Is he going to raise his hand and go, no, nah, they can't actually do it. I think they might lose at Bournemouth or maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely probably lose at Man City. But, What's but, he meant but, to say? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. 2018, he was great. Not a great start to 2019, Christian. He was kind of asleep for the Aguero Open. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a theory on this. And there was a spell in the second half where he just he just couldn't seem to be able to kick the ball, could he? Mm-hmm. He could not kick the ball. He kept on passing it straight to Man City and he couldn't clear it properly. And it was a little bit of luck that they got away with not 
you know, their mistakes not leading to any major chances. But you're going to say the first goal, you've got a theory, haven't you? I do. And this is how it came across from, from my vantage point. I feel like Liverpool switched off massively because of the penalty shout. I think Van Dijk probably does push Aguero in the back. And I think there's a big uproar. And I just think Liverpool, for, for the first time maybe in a, in a long time, at the back goes to sleep. I think they don't push out quick enough. And I think you give Aguero half a yard and it's a fantastic finish. And I just feel like... the. I think I don't know if they felt that they were fortunate or if they were sort of questioning why Aguero went down or it just felt like they were very, not very slow, but slower or too slow to get back into position. I think I think you can say he was a little bit slow to get to Aguero slightly, but let's not take away from what is a fantastic player. Um, always scores against Liverpool. Seven, the Etihad, seven, yeah, seven home does. Premier League games in a row he scored against them now. He, um, he's, he's a fantastic player. Second half... You know, Lovren, I think it's a bit unfair on Lovren because he did have that spell, but I do think it was that spell mainly came when Liverpool were chasing the game and they were exposed. And what you've got to remember is that Liverpool's defence, as much as we've lauded them individually this season, the defence is so strong because of how the structure of the team works. Mm. And it was one of the first times this season we've seen Liverpool have to deviate from the usual structure. It meant that the midfield wasn't necessarily given the protection it needed. It meant and the fullbacks were going forward and people were brilliant at counter attacks. Yeah. Attack. So the fact that he, you know, got us heads on a, on a swivel a couple of times I can forgive that I just think with Lovren he's either an 8 or a 3 and or a 5 as I get oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I mean over the course of 90 minutes it can balance yeah. out but he'll do something absolutely fantastic and then he'll do something that you can't believe mostly since Tottenham the, the Tottenham was, was an extreme example where everything he did was wrong and that was a 2 3 out of 10 recently well since then He's done a lot of seven and eight out of tens, a couple of little two or three out of tens. I mean, I'm thinking about when he dived in against the Aguero against in the Anfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. But he's got away with it. It it was an unfortunate game for it to happen last night. It was just that moment where he had that rocky 10, 15, 20 minutes and it was the Lovren two, three out of ten. Joe, are you concerned about Alisson for that first goal? I know you're not a big fan of his and you think he's massively <laughs> that's true, that's overrated. Please, I don't want that because I'll get some crazy people giving me... I do think... I mean, And this lends itself to the Lovren point. I do think if Mignolet concedes that goal, the, the outcry on in some sections of the sport would be like... OK, what about the well, outcry amongst us? Would there be an outcry? No, I don't... I, first, I, I, the first I think, thought, I think, any goalkeeper, yeah. whenever they're beaten at the knee post, you think, oh, that's In real there. time, I, I want and to then, look at the and keeper. Then, and then when you but see it, you watch, go, he's oh, never saving it. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. In real time, I went, what's the keeper doing there? And then you see it and you go, what can it's, he do? It's like a flash, isn't yeah. it, past him? And, and I don't think... I don't think you can... You can't criticise the goalkeeper, but I, I think this lends itself to... I can't stand scapegoating. I think Lovren gets a lot of stick. And after a night like that, Lovren cost Liverpool and he didn't cost Liverpool he had a, a poor game against the Man City side a very very good but he wasn't the only player who had a poor game that yesterday there were, there were two or three players that you could probably pick out mm, we'll do it in a minute and scapegoating is going to happen it always will happen it's happened to Jordan Henderson it's hap- it happened to Lucas Lever Danny Murphy if you go back further and it Ronnie, dri- Ronnie Whelan when they were Ronnie, in the 80s Yeah, it, it drives me mad and I, I probably get too emotional defending these players and almost sound like I like them more than I do I think Lovren is a good defender he's not great he's had a decent year he's well, a, a very perfectly good year, fine third fourth choice yeah. centre-back and look Liverpool have got two centre-back injuries yeah so, mm. so what are they meant to do yeah so Joe Gomez would have played there last night wouldn't he had he been fit but he didn't and, and Lovren played and it, he put in a bit of a poor performance but he's not he's not as bad as people make out especially not so Mendy I don't, I don't know whether he is. I don't see enough about, about Osamendi, but he's better for, for example, I think he's a better player than Skirtle was for Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But but I don't think, I think again, if you ask many Liverpool fans, they'd say Skirtle, because Skirtle didn't throw in the, the Tottenham aways or perhaps the Man City aways. Lo, Lovren is more consistent on the whole. He just has these odd games where he looks terrible. and I don't know, it, it drives me mad. I think, I think it's unfair. They throw these quotes at him and say, oh, but he's outspoken. He's not really. He just Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Van Dijk. We love him. Van Dijk said earlier this season that Liverpool could win all four, four, all four trophies, and we're yeah. aiming to. They got knocked out the league like, cup a week is, later. Is yeah. right, is right, big yeah, verge. Yeah. You know, is right. That's 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 the type of attitude imagine that's going to make Liverpool yeah, wins. Yeah, imagine if he'd come out and said, "Yeah, well, we're going to try and win two of them, but we're not really that yeah. fussed about the others, and we've definitely got no chance in the Premier League." Yeah, playing Dory at the back in the Carabao Cup. I just, it's a team sport. Liverpool win as a team, they lose. I think I can't stand abuse to players if they put in an odd, a, a, the odd bad performance, it's going to happen. And 
I, I argued with some good mates last night about Lovren and I stick up for him because I just think it's totally over the top. Um, it, it, it drives me insane, to be honest. It really, really does upset. <laughs> so, let's, so, so let's now pick out two more players. Um, one of them, Sadio Mane. He, he had a slightly odd game. He had, he had a Mane I mean, game. The first, the first kicked the ball out of play straight away, which was not and, a good start. Straight then away. He, and then he fell over. Straight away. I always think with Sadio Mane, there's a, there is... A, you can almost gauge how his 90 minutes or not, as the case was uh, against Manchester City, how it'll go with his, with his first Who does that remind you touches. of? Who does that remind you of? Come on, Joe, you'll know. Oh. Come on. One of your favourites from the early 2000s. Emil. Yeah, Emil. Emil. Yeah, no, you Emil can always games every game. No, <laughs> you can always oh, tell when he was so. going to have a good game by his first Do you touch. see what I'm talking about? Scapegoats. <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying I that. Like I'm just Emil saying Hesky. that. That's just like a trend. It doesn't I, always happen. Look, Sadio but, Mane but, is, a, is a phenomenal football player. Like he's, he's, I, I'm loathe to criticise him too much. Um, Do you think he should have scored yes, when he was through? Because that would have been one of Liverpool's best goals ever, as far as I'm concerned. When you consider... What was involved in it? I think it starts with Lovren to Henderson. Henderson plays out to one elder, who then holds off Sané, plays it to Alexander-Arnold, then comes back into Salah, who then plays it to one elder, then Henderson, back to Salah. He turns away from, I think it was Bernardo Silva, give it to Firmino, 1-2, and then plays through Mane, who, who then hits the post. That's yeah, so impressive, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he remembers all Scorsi, <laughs> Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't just written a little story on it, honest. No, yeah, um... He should, he should score, but but that that's sort of the. I'm not saying he's the he's the attacking lover because he's far more consistent. He's far better at his, at his best, and he's nowhere near as bad at his worst. But he, he can have those moments where he's a winger. He can be inconsistent even throughout the course of a ninety minutes. So he can. But, you but could, it's a lot easier for him to put in a poor performance than it is Lovren because it? he's putting one there. But no one's really no. saying. And he's also, where was he? No. You know, could could we argue where was he for the the goal for tracking back on Sané? Mm. Which we well, say, well, he, we was, say, he was withdrawn yeah. pretty pretty quickly after that, mm. was he? Oh, yeah, was, he oh. was he already off the pitch? He couldn't be already off the pitch if he was trying to. That's why, because I'm thinking he was nowhere there. So I don't like. I'm just trying to remember when he actually came off. Um, he should score, but that's also the beauty of Mane as well, because sometimes he he maybe overruns the ball, but then he just gets that toe to it and it takes the the goalkeeper by surprise. I, I think I remember a goal at Anfield was against Tottenham, mm. where you think he's lost control of it. And he just stretches and hits it into the roof of the net. He's Lester, a bit of a, he, the last early the season was an early shot. Yeah, he can yeah. be he can be a scruffy player, can he? Yeah. Um, I'd almost say this goal in Kiev was. I mean, I know it was, just, but it was sort of a, a weird movement and like just a, a leg stuck out. The goal, you know, the goal at, at the Goodison as well. The uh, the last minute, you know, it's those type of moments where he excels. And I think sometimes he's got a bit too much time to think. He, he maybe overthinks things, and I think Edison's done well. He's narrowed the angle, but yeah, he, he should score. And after that, you don't really see him. He wasn't really much of a threat. Mm. He's at his best when he's standing up. And I love it when he sort of lulls the defender into this false sense of security that he's just walking with the ball. And then he bursts. He's really good at that. And we didn't really see that. And of course, Sorry, uh, it was a, of course, it was a pass from, from Salah who'd never pass it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just put that one to bed now? Because I'm yeah. getting bored with that one now. I, I think it is put to bed, isn't it? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Talking of overthinking, I'm still sitting here stewing on scapegoats. And after you said Heskey, <laughs> if Heskey plays for England, so can I. No, you f- couldn't. Shut up. Oh, you couldn't. Paul Wheelock needs to bleep that. Bleep that. You, you, will, you, that will, you will hear a bleep at some point there because make, make, Joe make Rimmer has. has uh, that, yeah, anyway. Well, Joseph Rimmer. Uh, sorry, but just because Christian's not no, no longer going to be on the sports sorry, deck, there's no need. To, there's the, no need the to. I'm a bit emotional. You know what? You, you can have a go at Asia, but don't have a go at Emil. Yeah, basically. Don't, don't you dare have a go at Emil. Now let's have a let's have a go at Jurgen Klopp. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to have a go at Milner. Well, this is the Jurgen Klopp thing. You right, want to have a go at Milner? I'm Okay, right. Liverpool's midfield. Now, this has been a debate that's gone on all season. The the midfield that started the game was the midfield that started the Champions League final. Jordan Henderson. Uh, Genie Wijnaldum, who I thought was very good, certainly in the first half. And you, Jane, you thought he was very, very good? Oh, I thought he was him. brilliant in the first half, yeah. He Less so in the good. second half, got a bit tired. And James Milner, who did not have a good game, has to be said. Now, that's the midfield that this season got a result against Napoli, uh, also beat PSG, also lost to PSG, and I think they started against Chelsea away. 
Did he start in Napoli away as well? Yeah, no, no, Cater started. Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course he did. But then uh, he played most of the game, didn't yeah, he? Because yeah, Cater went off. Yeah, and you also had Man City at home. They started the game, but Milner went off because he had the slight hamstring problem, if you Gates remember. And Gates came on in that one. So this is kind of Jurgen Klopp's go-to midfield for these games, certainly away from home. But, and I know it's because the game was one that Liverpool had to chase. He changed it to, you know, the... the Double pivot, as he calls it, and then you brought Shakiri on, and you've got Fabinho on there. Basically, Fabinho being the big change, bringing him on, having Henderson alongside him. I thought the minute Fabinho came on, Liverpool improved as an attacking unit, but also Henderson improved as, as his performance. I thought in the last half an hour he's pretty good. Is this now, given the evidence that we've seen from recent games from Liverpool with Fabinho playing, is he now somebody that has to stay in the starting lineup, home or away? Because obviously, there's not that many away games against top six teams that Liverpool got left this season? Yes, with a caveat. And the caveat is when Fabinho came on, it was 60 minutes, 55, 60 mm. minutes. And everyone in that midfield had done a lot of running. Yeah, that's true. So he he looked like he had a bit more time on the ball because he did have a little bit more time on the ball. But, but he has shown in home games Manchester United, most certainly, you know, other games. Arsenal. Everton. Everton. Everton at home. Did if that... you're getting time in an Merseyside derby, then you're doing okay. But then they are home games when you expect Liverpool to... A bit more, bit more of the ball, albeit they did have, did have slightly a bit more of the ball last night. But I think Klopp's thinking is that it's going to be, there's going to need to be a lot of running. It's going to be very quick in midfield. I don't some, think he quite trusts him. Some people are saying that it showed a lack of ambition from Jurgen Klopp because this could have been Perhaps a game. So. Do, do you feel where if they'd have won, they could have just ended Manchester City? Are people getting a little bit carried away as to not so much how good Liverpool are, but not realising how good Man City are? Yeah, because I think I think you you're also looking at that. Not even in hindsight, but you're looking at it in terms of how the game did transpire. Well, that's what I was, that's why I had to make the point if, that the way that when he came on, it was Liverpool were chasing the game. Yeah. So ultimately, if Liverpool line up with that midfield, and I'm going on the record here, you know, the first thing I said after the game, I'm yeah, on just the record. Yeah, 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 takes on. The pod is yeah. on. The record, on. Yeah. Um, no, the first thing I said. <laughs> you just finally got used to this. Just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the first thing I said um, afterwards was I didn't want to see that midfield in a big away game again because I just feel. You know, despite the scenes in Rome, they lost four two. They lost in Kiev, mm. etc. But but Liverpool, then it was also the one that beat Rome five it, at Rome five two at home, at home. and yeah, also yeah. and also Oxley Chamberlain started. But I know but, obviously yeah, came, know, yeah, yeah. came on. Yeah. But what I would say is, if Liverpool go one 0 up with that midfield, and they're more than capable of doing that because of Salah, Mane, and Firmino, well, they, should, they should have gone one 0 Well, these will yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, there yeah. we go. There's the fine margin. So they go one 0 up with that midfield. They are so in control. It's unreal. Like they are. That midfield can shut down a game like nobody's business. I feel. I know they didn't against Roma, but I feel like the way with Van Dijk settled now and the way the whole team is defending as a unit, I think defensively that midfield would be fine defending a lead. I think once you go one 0 down, that's when Liverpool have problems with that with that midfield because I don't see where the penetration and the the running from deep and and, and and the extra body to, to give the defence something to think about coming from. Yeah, I think I, I don't think lack, a lack of ambition isn't the right turn of phrase for Klopp last night, but I think Overly he's Overly cautious. He didn't have Maybe. to go gung-ho, though. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. have to go gung-ho. What should, what you, think, should you do? Like? I think he's set up to disrupt, and it's easy to sit there in hindsight and say Fabinho should have played, but... Maybe maybe he should have trusted him more. I don't know. Maybe on the back of recent I think he trusts Milner. He trusts Milner. He, he trusts, trusts Henderson. Henderson. He trusts Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum yeah. doesn't he? And we know that he doesn't. He it doesn't appear to trust Cater just yet. But you do wonder. Well, he doesn't trust them as much as he trusts yeah, yeah, those Because Cater trusts himself at the moment. Though I know you're worried about him. Uh, well, I, I was worried about him. Then I wasn't worried about him. Now <laughs> I'm worried about him again. And I, I'm not worried worried because of what I'm seeing. I'm worried because of what I'm not seeing. Is the Premier League ready sense? for him though? Well, the Premier League was ready for him quite clearly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I think Klopp set up to disrupt last night, and then when City, like Chris said, when City go a goal up and, you, and you're chasing the game, then that doesn't happens really in work. Paris. It happens in Paris as well. It? Yeah. You know, it happens in Paris. It's, you, Liverpool go two one down, and then well, sorry, they go two nil down, and okay, they get a goal back through um, through a penalty, but they go two nil down, and you're thinking, well, where are they go? Because if you can snuff out the front three. And you can keep the fullbacks quiet. There's the, there is no other than a set piece. There's no real danger here. So, well, they've changed it to the two, brought the fullbacks into play, didn't they? Because the equaliser came, the came from. from one fullback, mm. Alexander Arnold, over to the other one, Robertson. It's a great goal, by the way. We could also be sitting here talking about a two-two draw if it wasn't for fine margins and, and how that midfield ground out a result. Yep. It says he, we could also be talking about a completely different game should Liverpool have gone one 0 up. It's and who, it's very easy big, to yeah. sit back in hindsight and say that no offense, that midfield should never play again. Yeah. Because so. games. 
turn on, on very small moments, don't they? So I, I don't think that midfield should never play again. But I would like to see... I, I thought I thought Fabinho had sort of earned his place now. And, and to me, I'd like to see him starting a bit more regularly. I'd be fine with that midfield against, say, Tottenham at home. Although mm. I do think Fabinho is definitely a starter at home in every game, I think, absolutely. Well, at least he's started nearly all the games, yeah, hasn't he? And most of couple of months. But if Liverpool still has to go to Tottenham away, I know they don't, I would not be happy with that midfield, for example. And to be fair, I think that midfield actually probably did start, did What do you mean, the midfield? No, Henderson didn't play. The, the midfield. Cater played, didn't he? The midfield from, from last night. last night, yeah. yeah. I, if they had to go to Chelsea, I wouldn't be happy with that midfield playing. Um, you don't want to see James Miller in centre midfield ever again, do you? I've just no. That's I'm just I'm a little bit not concerned about Milner. I think Milner was absolutely fantastic at the start of the season, but I I feel like Liverpool's clicking as an attacking force coincide with Milner getting taken out of central midfield. I feel that when Liverpool were grinding games out and they were they were playing you know quite conservatively but you know intelligently. The two nils, the one nils, games like that. You know, there were a couple of other you know situations after they won four nil on the on the opening day. Um, and Milner was central midfield, but um, in December basically he missed a lot of the games, or he played out wide in a four four two, or as right, right back, right back. Yeah. So I just, it might just be circumstance. It might just be one of those. It might be the fact that he's thirty three years of age. He's done a hell of a lot of running, and he's just slowing down slightly, and he needs to you know regain his his stamina and, and his um, you know his legs but I just feel like Milner in central midfield is not necessarily the way forward for Liverpool when they've got so many options now it feels with the likes of Fabinho and Keita who can also play there he might get your wish because he might be playing right back a bit more often well, we'll, yes we'll come to in a second so, so you're not happy with me when I no you're just keeping it, you're, you're reading over my shoulder right? you're looking <laughs> at my list here uh, I was going to say so I wrote it was going to be a what that could prove last night a watershed moment for Liverpool's midfield are we in agreement? Yeah, I, I don't think he, I don't. When I say he shouldn't play that, I don't think he will play that midfield in a, in a big away game again. I think there's. I, I might be wrong. I mean, the, the problem is we won't know. And maybe United, we might maybe. No, it's a long way United. down. The road, down. It is. So who knows? People could be Kater, injured, etc. Yeah, you know, but I think on fire by that point. Uh, disregarding the FA Cup, the FA Cup. Disregarding oh, I've forgotten that. about that. Disregard that. Just, yeah, I just mentioned FA Cup to Joe. Disregarding that. I think. Fabinho plays at Brighton, does he? Yeah, you would think yeah. so, wouldn't you? I'd like to see Kater play at Brighton as well. Yeah. I, I do Brighton. think I we'll do think we play full step. I, I do. Well, I think. See, I think Kater was absolutely nailed on to come on in that last fifteen for Wijnaldum, and I think what happened on in that left hand side because that's where Wijnaldum lined up when they went four two three one. I think what happened was there was that little spell wasn't away about three or four times. The ball just trickled in the six yard box, and nobody gobbled it up. And I think Klopp just went we could do with Daniel Sturridge on the pitch mm. now because there, there are balls floating around in the box and he could just fire one in. It didn't really work out, but I think Keita can, was going to be the, the ace up the sleeve for the last 15. Then again, he's paid 53 million for him. Is he expecting to... Is that all you're getting for 53 million and ace up the sleeve? I don't know. Well, to be fair, Liverpool are top by four points. So if, if, uh, there's, ever, if there's ever a season he can get eased into, it's this one. Exactly. Now, you mentioned then about Milner playing right back. The reason being, Joe, is because Nathaniel Klein is going on loan. Thank you to Bournemouth for the remainder of the season. A, are you surprised by this? And B, would you then, as a result, expect to see Milner playing a few games at right back? Yes and yes. I'm surprised because... If you'd have told me this a month ago, the climb was leaving, I wouldn't have been surprised. But then he played against United and played very well. I, th- I think this is one of them where the He's player, the player has gone to Klopp, yeah. hasn't he, and said, look, I'm, I'm not getting in the team here. I need to play a bit of football. I'm 29. 27. 27. Is he 27? 27. Wow. Really? Um, he came through very, very young. Yeah. And and I think and, it is, and it's it is interesting. a case of, This hasn't got a, an option for a buy, has it? It's mm, literally just mm. a loan. It's, it's a... It's a favour. Whether Liverpool should be doing players' favours when they're chasing titles, but look, it's it's but a bit of managers more about than just setting your tactics out, isn't it? It's managing people, and if you've got someone that wants to leave, then also, also no, sometimes Klopp, you have to Klopp is to renowned as being a great man manager, and players mm. want to play for him. And if look at Sturridge from last season, he went off, and Liverpool got to the Champions League final. And Sturridge was nowhere. West Brom got relegated with mm. them. It comes back, and he's, he's, he starts the season by playing in yeah, the Champions yeah. League and scoring. And even the sort of the winter before, I know it was slightly different, but um, you know people were bemoaning, oh well, Liverpool are going to need Sacco, but he sent them on loan to Crystal Palace. Yeah. He's not scared of sending players that Liverpool might need. I don't think Liverpool do need Klein though. Um, I think you forget that Joe Gomez is, is a right back as well at times, and I'd for, rather see Fabinho him in the centre. Well. Fabinho and some young lad who we certainly Hoover. like mentioning as often as possible. Hoover. He, he, he could. He is, could it, just is it pronounced Hoover? Yeah? 
Whoever, whoever you want to pronounce for it. For marketing, it has to be. Oh, good one. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, thank you very much. Very good. Uh, but, but also... <laughs> I like that one. Ultimately, they just high five, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, as well with Klein, and I've said this a couple of times on here, um, Klopp likes versatility on the bench, I think. And I think if you put your your Jürgen Klopp on the bench, if you put the fact (laughs) that Klein... Klein and Moreno are the very definition of non-versatile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas Milner can play in central midfield, he can play right midfield, left midfield, and he can also play as a right back. And left back. And left back. So if one player gets the nod over the other, it's going to be the one who can play in four, five, seven positions rather than then find your climb. Yeah. So the next up for Liverpool then, uh, we can park the Premier League at least for a, a 10 days <sighs> before, just 10 days or so. Go, we're not going to park it, we're going to reverse and we're going to go beep, beep, beep. Anyway. Oh, are you, uh, am I the only one who's really annoyed at us? I mean, I know you're going to be annoyed at us, the FA Cup. But in general though, are you... <laughs> does everybody not want to play Brighton on Sunday and just get I know the City game from. out well, the way? Well, well, let's stop nicking oh, all my stuff, will you? For God's sake. Anyway, honestly, right. Joe Rimmer, the magic of the FA Cup. It's uh-huh. that time, that magical time of the year. Forget Christmas and New Year, first day of the season and and Easter games and the end of the season. Do they even do Easter games? I don't think they do anymore. Anyway, uh, FA Cup third round day is one of the most magical times of the football calendar and you absolutely hate it. It's not magical. It's, it's ruined. It's ruined the weekend. It's on Monday night. It's completely... Well, whose ru- fault's that? Well, I know. Whose fault is that? Anti-Beeb. It's not, that, yeah. No, it's not. It's the fault of the people who organised the FA Cup. They're basically trying to ruin their own competition. Exactly. And, it's and, already and ruined. That for years. I, I Still just, a trophy, it's, though. It's I'm sure if Liverpool gets to the final, they want to win it. It's, and it's rubbish. Sorry, sorry, it's absolutely rubbish Joe. unless Liverpool win it, and then it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah. but if it, but this is not right. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool yeah, haven't yeah, won yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We know, Joe. We, yeah, yeah. we know, Joe, why you think it's rubbish. Well, it's just and that's because you're stupid. Um, no, no, but, I, I, <laughs> it's just ruined. You, it's, like lost this, it's lost this luster. It's yeah. lost. But it's teams a trophy. Teams don't care. Yeah, you should play me and Joe up front. Like teams don't care about it. Wolves like Joe likes the League Cup more than the FA Cup. The crowds are better. The way allocation's better, night Maybe games, a bit of atmosphere. What do you mean the way allocation's better? It's exactly the same, 25%. It's 25% in the FA Cup. Oh, it is as well. No <laughs> no more no more replays. Oh, yeah, that's nonsense. But I, I just, it's just, it's a tired old competition. and Which so, it means it just um, needs to get the semi-finals away from Wembley. But, yeah, but, but these are all the reasons I don't like it. You know, if, if it was just... But it's still a trophy. At the end of the it day, is still it's still a trophy. trophy. But it... it why would you know it? Why is it this weekend? <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah, I want to play Brighton on Sunday. Chris is right. But no, you don't want to play Brighton this Sunday because the players will be knackered. And this yeah, leads us this leads us to watch. the team selection. You don't want to watch what? I don't Liverpool's want to watch reserve team. Liverpool's reserve Against team. Against Wolves, Wolves reserves, yeah. And, and just Will go, it be Wolves well, reserves? Well, that was a waste you know, of a Monday. Is, if I was Wolves, and this is where... This, not so yeah, much the FA Cup where, yeah. or the League Cup. This is where everything is. Wolves are not going to win the league yeah. and they're not going to finish in the top six. They are out of the League Cup or the Carabao Cup or the Milk Cup, whatever you want to call it. And they're not going to get relegated. Why on earth do Wolves not play their full-choice team but they, on, on Monday against Liverpool, who they know... In fact, forget that they're playing Liverpool. Who are they playing anybody on Monday? You're listing all if, the reasons why I dislike the FA Cup and then asking me why I dislike the FA Cup. But then that's not the competition. That's the, the club. Second, that's I, the club. I know, but the that's competition... That is as, their as, own fault. Has been they're, poor they're, because but of they're this. ruining it themselves. Yeah, they're and, ruining and, it. and if for me, it's they ruined. can't complain. Then. There's no magic of it. People like you, the older people, the Tramier old against t- Tramier against Tottenham. As we're recording this on what day is it? It is Friday. Friday. Isn't it? Yeah. Friday. They're playing tonight, and it's packed at Prenton Park. And you're telling me that there's no magic to that. That's the magic of the FA Cup when you have teams like Tramier can play it's against Tottenham, and they know that they're probably going to get beat. But there's every chance that when the game starts, they've got as much chance winning it. It's not magic. It's not magic because the six thousand people who will be going there who should be going every week to support their team and put the money into the local team's coffers and they don't because but they're then what, what, but but then what they'll happens? all go to Tramir tonight and chant your shit having some Waterlooville having some Waterlooville when they came to Anfield brought a thousand percent of their average home gate to Anfield what, if all of those turned up to support having some Waterlooville week in week out there'd be a a football league team. Yeah. I would like to point out Thank that Christian is pointing at me very, very, yeah. very I'm really, forcefully I'm really happy across the table. I'm so angry about the FA Cup. Like a, so the magic it's of the not, FA Cup is that you can have a team like Haven't and Waterlooville can play at Anfield and where they'd normally get seven people watching them, they've got 7,000 people going. Doily. Off and then they go back the week after and they support Man United in the pub. Yeah. Where's but the magic in that? I'm not, that's, the, that's the magic of the whatever league they're in, the Conference South. No, they're actually in the what, Conference South. What you don't yeah. understand is, Well, they weren't then, though. What you don't understand, I don't care. Name? Was it Archie Potter? 
Was it you scored the goal? Harry Mace, he's the wizard. (laughs) I don't care about having more Louisville. I don't care about them. I don't care if, if... Whatever they do, now you're just being fault. elitist. But I don't. I, but you're I, being elitist. I don't care about you. Don't them. you? Don't think there's any romance in that? You didn't see no. any romance in. Just I don't the, know. The sooner they sort form a European Super League. Do you know what else? Chris, you just grabbed his phone. By the way, he's just throwing at me. Do you know? No. Do you know what else? Yeah, Rooney style. <laughs> I, I also, I also had one of my worst ever experiences at the FA Cup. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I told you the story. Because it rejected me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She didn't reject me. No, she told me. No one rejects me. She told me that after whatever his name is, Howard had scored a last-minute winner for Barnsley at Anfield. That don't worry, Joe. I've had a lovely time today. I wanted to throw her off the main, main stand, but I, 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 everyone else was fuming, and she was trying to. And she was. She, was, she being was trying nice. to be nice, but it's what you get for taking your girl from the match. Well, that just Chris, you can't say that. I'll no, take it. I'm messing. <laughs> it's I, my last one. Shoot me. Yeah, oh, look, let me just read. Let me just read out the FA Cup fixtures. This is the problem as well. They need to start fixing the draws because listen to some, <laughs> listen to some of these. Listen to, listen to some of these games. Bournemouth, Brighton. Right, that's sound. a local derby. Burnley, that's Barnes, a local derby. Burnley, Barnsley. Burnley, West, Barnsley. The battle, battle of the bees. West Brom, Wigan. <laughs> the battle Man, of the W's. Man United versus Redden. That'll be on telly. Gillingham versus Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, it is on telly. Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough versus Peterborough. Magical. Chelsea Forest. Come on, That's Chelsea. That's it. Oh, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted himself last night. Uh, Palace Grimsby. Incredible. Norwich Portsmouth. Well, the, the magic is, is flowing. Palace oh. against Huddersfield. Where's that? It's not. It's a Premier no. League match. Palace against no, Huddersfield. Yeah. No, I'm saying Palace oh. against Huddersfield. I'm just saying Palace against Huddersfield is a Premier League match. You may have said that in the FA Cup. Just saying. You're just, you're just reading out games now. No, but all I'm saying is that all the tyres are, are rubbish. Yeah. But what happens if... What happens if Forest beat Chelsea? Then like then, Bradford. Okay, Bradford? so... Yeah, Bradford beat Chelsea the other year. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Which is the match <laughs> of the FA Cup, which can only happen it's, in that competition. Look, if Tottenham get knocked out tonight by Tranmere... It'd be brilliant. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but if Tottenham went 2-0, I don't care. <laughs> this is the whole point. And then, and then what happens? Have Tramier, Tramier draw Shrewsbury away in the next round and lose 3-0. Brilliance. <laughs> that, that, it doesn't matter. The best Tramier thing. are never going to win the FA Cup and they could get beat by Shrewsbury any old time, but they're playing Tottenham and they're not going to play them very often. And if they beat them, that's like a game that they'll remember. And you talking about the you know, 17,000 people going to Prenton Park and what was it, six, seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 would not normally go. But say about 50 of them or 100 of them carry on going after that. Go, that was brilliant. I'd love to go. They've just got themselves 100 new supporters because of the FA Cup. The, the best thing that Luis Suarez ever did was handball that, that, that ball against Mansfield and knock that crying chairman out the FA Cup. It was brilliant. That was that was magical. That was magical. I'm banging to Premier League teams destroying the dreams yeah, from yeah, clubs. It's great, yeah. The best the best FA Cup ties are when a top flight team goes and plays away at a lower league team. And I don't mean a championship team, I mean like League One, League Two. The they are the best kind of games, which that, is why I, I don't like them because I just get oh, it's just why? cliche after cliche, isn't it? We have to watch it on the BBC. The the pitch is all rubbish, and then we get when, when magic, pi- magic, magic, Dan magic, Walker. magic, no, magic shoves down my throat. The every pitches two aren't rubbish, and that's part of the reason why the FA and, Cup has and less also, shocks, fewer shocks. Sorry, now. They cheer on all these little teams. It's, it's condescending. Just, it's condescending. Yeah, it's like oh come on, Mansfield. Oh, it's unfair. Luis Suarez handballed it. No, it's not. Good riddance. <laughs> Also, Ronnie Radford, it was a cross. No, oh, get, listen, get out now. That was not a cross. And also, shocks were very rare back then. Anyway, look at the FA Cup finals. Look at the list of teams that won it. Do you know what it is? still you know, the same no, old teams back then. Just to be serious as well, do you know what it is? I think it's the oversaturation of football. You see yeah. so much football now. The FA Cup used to be. The FA Cup was, was the only, only live game that was ever up. Even when I was very few ones nine, that was live. I wouldn't, yeah. The only time I'd ever see, I don't know, Gillingham, for example. But yeah. it, you just the AFL goals are always on and it's just, you're oversaturated. You'd rather watch the Champions League. It's, it's the way... In all seriousness, it's the way the competition's gone that I, I don't like. I hate the semi-finals. No, at I don't think I don't know it, anybody it, that likes it that. Really, really. I know one I think person. That's my goat. I feel like call him out on the podcast, but he doesn't listen, so I won't call him out. Who is it? It's uh, Phil Blundell. Oh uh, yes, Phil Blundell. Yeah. He's a, he's a twitterhead. He's your chum, isn't he? He's, well, I, why I, I do you like say that. He says because basically, if you're a match-going fan, you're only getting fifteen thousand in the Villa Park, but you can get twenty-five, thirty thousand at Wembley. Trafford. It's a point, but Wembley's Old Trafford, the Emirates, Tottenham's new ground. 
even to unless it was an Anfield, Newcastle, all of them. His argument 50, would still be 60. you're not getting as many people in. It, it gives the other fans thing, more chance to see their team. The new Wembley is rubbish as well. It's not it's rubbish. Rubbish. It's it, absolutely it, good press food. It's not rubbish. I don't it's, care about it. It's, it's not it's, rubbish. It's, it's a rubbish stadium. It's not rubbish. I think it is. Oh. Anyway, so let's talk about Liverpool then, because we know quite well <laughs> that they've got... I really enjoyed that, by the way. Um, Nobody else did. No one's listening. <laughs> we like, can say what we want now. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. get away with that thing you said about... You're not invited back now. Um, <laughs> Liverpool's team selection for all of that, you said that, oh, I wish Liverpool were playing Brighton on Sunday. Well, I'm glad that they're not, actually, because the players... The other thing that contributed to the game on Thursday is that both sets of players looked a little bit tired towards the end because they'd played quite a lot of games over a short period of time. And I know Liverpool had more rest between games than, say, Everton, who had, who had a lot less rest. And if anybody saw their game against Leicester on New Year's Day, Everton were appalling. It looks like they could, couldn't even run two yards, let alone for 90 minutes. But both teams struggled a little bit, I think. And certainly the intensity of the game, as both managers said afterwards, taken a lot out of their legs. So I'm quite happy that Liverpool are playing this weekend in the in the Premier League. Not playing till Monday, Joe, in the FA Cup at Wolves, your favourite competition. We are expecting quite a lot of changes. There's some suggestion that because Rafa Camacho has not been allowed to go to, or certainly not been considered for a, a low move to sport in Lisbon until Liverpool see how they're going in the FA Cup, kind of suggests that he's going to be involved, whether that be on the bench or or starting, because he can play can play right back. Again, this being a position that Liverpool. They've just let Klein go mm. in as well, so that's another pointer towards that. But what we're looking in terms of Liverpool's team then? It's it's quite tough, isn't it? Because the defence... First of all, I, th- I don't see the need in playing a, a reserve goalkeeper. I, I'm sure I'm sure that Mignolet will play, but I would play, if it was up to me, I'd play Alisson. Well, but who's, who's going to play? It's Mignolet. Mignolet we already play. know it's Mignolet. So, yeah. uh, right, but I mean, it is tough, isn't it? Because Van Dijk has not missed a game, but... I think you need but why don't we start? Well, why don't we start? Me, you know. Why don't we start with the players back. who are going to play and we know are going to play? So you've got Origi, Sturridge, Lalana, Cater, Moreno, Mignolet, Camacho, 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 I, right I, back. I don't maybe. Think he, I think he would have been on the bench. Maybe Milner yeah, as a right back. No, I don't think Milner, Milner will play. Probably no, needs a rest. No, Milner needs. Oh, no, well, he's only just come back from injury, but that's why you need to keep him. So basically, really, it's know, the bench. The we would have said Solanke, but A, he's injured, and B, it looks like he's 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 on his way anyway. So Shakiri, I'd say Shakiri. Yeah, yeah I, You need you need some players, don't you, to get you through the game? So are they going to go? So when they play Burnley away this season. Uh, which was only in December, wasn't it? After yeah. the derby, Moreno played, mm-hmm. yeah. Shakiri played, mm-hmm. Cater played, mm-hmm. Sturridge played. But it's not so Arigi much. Arigi played. So it's, there's it's the defense is the tough one okay, yeah. because yeah. they've so got injuries. So there's five. So all right, we'll start. We'll go back to what we were saying. Then so we've got Mignolet goal, yeah, and left back's Moreno, yeah, and right back. Should we say Camacho? Yeah, it's gonna have to be. Yeah, are we gonna say Fabinho centre back? I don't and see I think that. I think Van Dijk's got to play. I think Van Dijk will play. Yep. I, I play think Lovren, play. but no, I think because be I think Lovren's got no legs, and I mm. think I mean, he's literally got legs. He's not a head, is he? <laughs> I, th- I think Lovren will play. You think Lovren will play? Because I think Fabinho might play in midfield. Mm. So you think he could play Van Dijk and Lovren? Is yeah. um, any any idea on? Nat Phillips, there's a bit of a mystery around no, his availability. We might know a bit more. To, like my to, master tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're looking at here. We got Sturridge and Origi up front, should we say? We got Shakiri, we got Lalana, we got Kater. We got and we, that's, well, that's it then. So <laughs> suddenly the Liverpool team is Mignolet, uh, Camacho, Lovren, Van Dijk, Moreno, Fabinho, Lalana, Sturridge, Kater. Sorry, Lalana, Shakiri, Kater, Sturridge, and Origi. And you're thinking, good team. I just don't know how they're all fitting in there. Well, Fabinho. Well, the back four is the back four. And we have Fabinho, Fabinho the, the and maybe, one, maybe you have three six. and then two. And always when you make that many changes, it it always will look and feel disjointed. And they, mm. they, they might be good players on paper, but together in a team that hasn't played together, it it's going to result in disjointed performance. If, it always does. So if who, who could be the player then? You mentioned then Phillips, Masterson. Who, who can play? No, it's, 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 it's very, very there hard. Isn't, yeah. There isn't many players. And that's why I think he'll end up playing the, the might, first choice pair. Be. Because, yeah... Uh, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. And I'd like to see Curtis Jones, by the way, at some point. Maybe Curtis Jones could play. Then he could, could play for being centre back. I think he'd be on the bench. But then the problem is, you're not if you if you're putting Jones in over Lallana, then Lallana surely is going. Well, what the hell's going on yeah. here? Now, all of them will play. All of them want to but play. I want to Definitely. see Jones. I want to but see Curtis Jones get a couple. Just minutes. to finish with a point, disjointed team, disjointed performance. Wolves will probably be very similar, and result in a poor game 
and it results in the FA the Cup one thing not being as yeah, good. And the one thing Liverpool don't want is a replay. No, please don't. Liverpool are nil nil with a minute to go. I'll kick it in myself. Are you going? No. <laughs> you're gonna do, you're gonna go. You're gonna go somewhere. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, if it's nil nil after an hour, no, because you're not gonna get down to Wolves in half an hour. After ten minutes, yeah. get on the road and drive fast. Can't do that, can I? But then, but then, I'm gonna be um, thinking anyway, and I'm gonna be committing a, a felony anyway by running on the pitch and kicking a, a ball. Felony? Yeah. Felony? Are we like states or something? Which is where I'll be going next week, by the way, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, and finally, we haven't even done the, 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 uh, the predictions for the predictions? game. Predictions? It's hard to predict, isn't it? I think Liverpool win 2 1, Joe. Wolves win 2 1. Um, oh, God. 3 uh, 0 Wolves. And I think we should. We <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I think we should let Christian have the final word because this is his last podcast. As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, as a Echo Sport operative, he's been working with us for five, five years. years. Um, and he's now going. <laughs> you explain what's going on. He's moving to a different desk. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually not actually leaving the office. They're, they're moving me upstairs. Aren't yeah. they, basically, yeah. he's becoming like a director of football. Mm. Sort of. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad I'll, analogy. I'll, yeah, 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 good, you, yeah. Can, you can bring me on a podcast in like two or three weeks when I know what my job actually is, and then I'll tell you. Yeah. And on that. Career bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> all I would like to say as well, thank, thank you to all the listeners, um, everybody who uh, has, has shared the podcast and subscribed. Um, you know, it was, it's, it's been a, a lot of fun. So uh, thank you. Hopefully, I will actually come back on them now and then. Unlike Andy Kelly, who's completely utterly jibbed us off. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And um, on that sad but uh, hopeful bombshell, uh, I'll give you back to Ian Doyle. No, he's not. No, he's gone. Cheerio. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.